try things out, try them for enough time that you know that they won't work and then shift, understand that you're a work in progress and that you're completely unique. And that gives you your magic. Any problem, any wall, any challenge, any stuckness, stagnation that you run into, approach it with the perspective of we live in a world of infinite possibilities. When we approach problems from that lens of it's okay, I can solve this, there is going to be a solution. That mindset will get you the solution. You get what you focus on, so focus on what you want, right? If you want solutions, focus on the infinite possibilities for solutions. Welcome to the Live Boss Podcast. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Karen Mieses here, your business strategist and productivity expert, calling BS on the lies keeping us stuck. I share with you the top tips and tricks to hug your body, soul, and mind so that you squash all the overwhelm, stop glorifying stress, and design a business that brings you joy. If you are ready to show up and work smarter, I want to show you how to become unstoppable. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of the Life Boss Becoming Unstoppable. And today I have Carla Marconi again on the show. She is a business mindset coach for female entrepreneurs and her superpower is helping us master the inner game of running our business by reprogramming our belief systems and business strategy so that we can make a bigger impact and of course more money because who doesn't want that and she's here today to help us hack our body mind and soul to be unstoppable thank you Carla for joining us today thank you for having me I'm so excited for this second time around and I always vibe so much with you I love serving your community so thank you for having me okay so let's get right to it and tell us uh, about yourself and how you came to creating uh, the soul rhythm method Yeah. So the soul rhythm method was born like a lot of things, uh, at the beginning of COVID. So at the beginning of COVID, I was, uh, I would say like a year into my coaching business. And I was also working in my family business. I had been working there for about eight years and I was juggling these two jobs. And as I was getting my first few clients in my coaching business, and I was a business coach back then, I started realizing that the biggest need that people have is to learn to get out of their own way, meaning fire the inner critic, you know, remove that imposter syndrome, that self-doubt and really bolster themselves to become confident. Meanwhile, I was negotiating a huge deal in my family business that required me to do that inner work on myself. And It was super challenging, but it allowed me to walk my talk and really do what I preach um, because I was working with, you know, high level executives and um, in a male driven industry, trying to close a $16 million deal. It took me about a year and a half, two years, and it really required me to believe in myself, believe in my product and believe in what I was doing. And again, everything that I was teaching my clients in my coaching business, I was doing on myself because 
money mindset can come up self-doubt. And so I did a lot of that inner work on myself and it was through that inner work that allowed me to push through and basically do the biggest sale at that time for my family business. And so that really kind of solidified this idea that I had been having with working with my clients where I was like, really? Yeah. Strategy is so important. You need a plan. That is the truth. You need a roadmap to know what to do when you're showing up for your business to market yourself. And if you're performing and if you're acting from a center of scarcity and self-doubt and like, I'm just like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks then, which a lot of women I know do, they're like burning themselves down to the ground. Then your actions are going to be coming from that space that is like, not strong enough, not powerful enough. And so when you switch the paradigm, you really release those limiting beliefs. This has become a longer story than it should have. But when you really release those, those self-doubt beliefs and those stories of, I don't know if I can do this. And you start working from a space of this is what I love. This work is powerful. What I'm doing matters. And I know that no matter what, I'm going to learn and I'm going to succeed. My success is inevitable. Then things just start to happen because you're coming from a very charged, powerful place. You're empowered and your actions are much more powerful because you're acting from a space of really grounded, powerful place. And so that allows you to be more effective with your actions. And so not only was I able to close the sale, but then I started seeing so much more success in my clients because not only were they getting the strategy, but then they were getting the energy work and understanding how they can use their own energetic um, fluidity to be able to be more effective in their actions. So that's how the mind, body, and soul method, which is the soul rhythm method came about. It, there's way more to it, but that's like the gist of it. It's yeah. mastering the inner game. Basically, that's the basis of it. Exactly. And uh, I couldn't interrupt you because you were explaining your story so beautifully and engaging that how could I stop you? <laughs> and what comes to mind is why did you decide to focus on helping women entrepreneur versus when I can help everybody <laughs> yeah. mentality, particularly because you came from uh, an area where it was very masculine driven? Yeah, that's a great question. I think two things. Number one, I was craving being with my sisters and like women that are similar minded and like wanted to do important work in the world and wanted to kind of like go completely the opposite way. Nothing against men, but I was like, you know, it's, it can be very draining and tiring to, to, to work at that masculine level all the time. Um, and I was really drawn to this more like intuitive and creative side. And so I was really, number one, I was really wanting and craving that number two, uh, I feel like as a woman, we have completely new challenges. I don't want to say bigger challenges, but we have unique challenges that men do not exhibit because of our programming, subconscious programming. And I don't want to get too nerdy here because I'll, we'll talk more about it later, but subconscious programming, like our beliefs and our stories and our identity are stored in our subconscious. And it is proven scientifically that we are programmed not only from our own experiences, but also through our DNA. So 
think about generations past when females were, you know, stay at home and they were meant to, you know, you have to do all these things. And as women, I feel like we never feel like we're doing enough. And like we were the caretakers and we also want to have a passion and like we have all these conflicting um, desires that I really felt driven to not only heal for myself, but then really help other women do that. Because a lot of the work that we do to build their business, what's so cool is that it also helps them become a better, a better woman, a stronger woman, a better mom, a better wife, a better friend, and a better, just like human being all around because it, there are life skills. Honestly, I say that these are things that we should eventually put in our school curriculum. A lot of things that I teach, (laughs) (laughs) but yes, it was that it was just being, feeling magnetized to my own, my own sisterhood tribe. Yes, I love it. And that's how we met. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because we were uh, together attending a women entrepreneur uh, event. And definitely when when we are in the right uh, group of people, we thrive. And yeah, it is so important. Totally relate with that. So when you talk about the inner game, what do you mean? And why is that even important? to our business. Yeah. So going back to my story where I was talking about coming from a space of confidence and power, that's where the inner game, that's the inner game creates that. So your inner game is you having unwavering self-trust in yourself, knowing that you are so divinely guided and that you are connected to your intuition, knowing that you are so worthy of the work that you're doing, of the compensation that you're receiving, of the things that you're manifesting in your life, feeling worthy. So self-love, self-trust, self-worth, and confidence all attribute to self-power. And having that self-power is literally shifting you into the identity of, I'm a badass, I'm a leader, I am a boss of whatever you're creating, right? If we don't master the inner game, then you are not going to be making decisions fast. You are going to be doubting yourself. You're going to be putting content out there that has no true deep intention because you're just like, I got to, I got to post out there because the algorithm of Instagram, like this is something that I feel like so many of my early clients are working through where like I see them posting, but then I'm reading the post and I'm like, and I've asked them, I'm like, would you read this post if somebody else posted it? Like, would you be compelled and engaged to read it? No, because they're doing it from a space of, I got to do all these things. Whereas when you truly master the inner game, you operate from a space of intentionality, self-awareness, which has nothing to do with self-consciousness. Those are two really big differentiators that I feel like people confuse. Self-awareness is like being aware of how everything that you're doing is shifting your reality and then maintaining that awareness to stay flexible. So as you're seeing the results in your life, then you're saying, okay, well, this didn't work so well here. And I know that if I do this a little differently, it could maybe have different results. So I'm going to, I'm going to test it out, you know, have different iterations and stuff like that. So maintaining self-awareness can be so important, especially because as business owners, we are communicating to our ideal client, right? And even though, you know, the, the, the industry says like, you have to niche down as much, like, even if you're like the most niche down business, you're still talking to individuals. 
And every individual has a different um, mental structure. Like in NLP, which we can dive into, that's that's my background. It's neurolinguistic programming, which is understanding the power of our minds. It's the map of our minds in order to achieve success. When you talk to different people, everyone is structured differently. So they're going to listen to you differently. They're going to be attracted to different things. And they're going to be either more auditory, more kinesthetic. So if you are wanting to attract people that are more kinesthetic, they like to feel things. You want to make them feel an experience. So all this to say that having that self-awareness and maintaining that flexibility is also going to allow you to be a better communicator as you are showing your, your campaign and like, you know, maintaining that flexibility is going to allow you to target more people, if that makes sense. Yes. And also when we are, and I know this is something that, uh, that it's been very close to me uh, personally and my clients, we have been bombarded by this fear of missing out with anything social media. (laughs) That if we are not standing solid on our sacred ground and what you talked about and having a strong confidence and courage, then we can get so deluded into the mechanics that Mm -hmm. we lose the essence of who we truly are and who we want to talk to. Absolutely. And we are not going to be resonating with everybody. There are a million uh, business consultants out there uh, dealing with project management, anti-management, and we are all different. Mm-hmm. We are all different and we cannot get caught up into, and this is something that I discover uh, through my own inner growth. And it's that it is okay if what I feel comfortable putting out there is more of a visual content, if mm. more of a, a kinesthetic. Kinesthetic, yeah. Kinesthetic, because I am very, I discovered that I uh, very lean into learning that way. Okay. And it's not just about, oh, let's schedule the content. I've noticed that even if I have scheduled content and I don't feel the energy that day, the post is not going to do good. See? Yeah. So that is a perfect example, Karen of you mastering the inner game because the energy behind our actions is everything. I remember my first coach, this is almost uh, maybe four years ago now. Um, She's actually a really good friend of mine and she's absolutely magical. She told me like our first few calls, she was like, you need to tap into the energy of your program. And I was like, what? Like literally we, everything that we do from the program that we build, from the post that we write, every little action has an essence, has an energy. And if you are not aligned to it, then it's most likely not going to be aligned with your clients. And I believe that when you are clear about your inner game, where you are, then all the things that we want to do, then we can select which ones are the ones that will work individually for us 100 part of the inner game is also understanding a what you're available for 
and B, what really excites you? Because if they tell me, Carl, actually, this is a great example. I have a really good friend. She's a great marketing strategist and she's a LinkedIn specialist. And we did a trade and she taught me about LinkedIn and she taught me about ads because of her excitement about LinkedIn, I was drawn into it. And then I had to do all this homework to like set up my LinkedIn and track people there. But I had no interest. It was just like not firing me up. So I dragged my feet and then other things became a priority. I got pregnant. And the long story short is that I was, my energy was not into it. So I could have I could have forced myself to spend time there and maybe I could have gotten clients. Yeah, they say it's a really good place, but it didn't feel aligned to me. Not at the time. It's something that could work down the road right now. I had other things that were like, yeah, like I want to do this. I want to do this. So that is a perfect example of you need to know that you are excited to do it because your excitement is is what's going to fuel your magnetism and what's going to attract people to you. So how would we, how could we manage our energy level between, okay, so uh, I'm very excited certain days, I am not so, um, other days that are days of the month that are <laughs> on a very high, and there are others that are not, and as I have uh, mature, <laughs> I have learned and discovered those, so how, uh would you take advantage of those energy levels into showing up at your best consistently? Yeah. So the first thing that I would say, and I'm not an expert at this is cycle syncing. That's something that a lot of people preach and that I've started to integrate because I'm pregnant now. I'm not doing it, but it's very powerful because we have cycles that work actually to our favor as like, I remember since a teenager, I was like, ah, oh, I got my period. Like it sucks, but it actually allows you to become more creative at times when you're like more sensitive and become more of a doer when you're going through, I can't remember this cycle, but there's different cycles, right? Definitely look up like cycle syncing. That's number one. The other piece that I do that has been tr like so freaking expansive for my energy is literally learn how to protect your energy. So we have an energy bubble. I want everyone listening to just imagine you have this bubble, like some people call it your aura. Um, I, I think it's, yeah, you definitely have an aura and that's part of your energy and your energy actually like sends pretty far away from you more than your aura. But the energy that you harness is yours to harness, meaning you have the full power on what you choose to give your energy towards. So I love doing this practice on a daily, and this takes like two minutes, where at the end of the day, I scan my whole day and I think, okay, what about today sucked? I always start with the worst first. What about today sucked? What am I ready to release? What like did not align with me? And this could be like a thought, a person, an experience, an emotion, whatever it is, something that made you feel yucky, small, less than awesome, you know? So then you think about it and then you close your eyes and you energetically choose to release it. And there's actually from the Hawaiian tradition, there's this thing called Ho'opono Ono. And it's the, um, it's the, 
the, I think it's called the law of forgiveness. I'm, I might be butchering that, but it is yes, it's the law for forgiveness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in, in, um, in English, it translates to, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Which I think is such a beautiful phrase. So for things that no longer serve me, I choose to release them because energetically, if I retain them, if I, let's say you had a bite, a bad argument with your mother or with your spouse, and it just left you feeling kind of icky, that's an energy leak. So if you think about that, that aura around your body, it's almost like you have a hole and it's leaking that energy because you're energetically still worried about it. You're still stressed. So you need to release it. And obviously there's part of this process is also feeling into it, processing. Like if there needs to be another conversation, obviously do that as well. I'm not saying like, just forget things, but when you are ready to release things, really allow yourself to release. And then when you, and then the other question I ask myself is what about today? Lit me up. And that's something that we don't ask ourselves. Like, what about today was awesome. And so then you think about those things and then you close your eyes. And I love to just like expand that feeling of excitement and obviously do more of what gets you excited. Now that's now bring it into business and productivity and like just getting real about life, right? Sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do. And to that, I say two things. One, see if you can outsource, because if you don't want to do it, your energy won't be aligned to it. And if you can't outsource, then break it up into parts and do it first thing in the morning, because the faster you get, you, you get, you get it done, then a, you're building your confidence and your self-discipline and your self-integrity, which is giving you your power back because you're following through with what you said you were going to do and B, you're actually going to get it done. So those, that's the way that I kind of deal with those things. Um, because going back to energy leaks, when we procrastinate because we don't want to do something, that is a huge energy leak. Think about it this way. How often do you worry about the things that you haven't done? It's a working process. <laughs> right? No. And everyone, like I, I used to be a massive procrastinator and I still am working at it, but I realized that I have, I stressed out more over the things that I've dragged on that I haven't wanted to do. Let's say if it's like, there's no other solution, like going back to when we were in school, or you're starting your business, you have zero money, you can't invest in help and you just have to do it. Then the more you drag it on and you procrastinate on it, the more you're going to stress out. And the energy that you spent stressing out about not doing it could have been spent actually doing it. So and as an entrepreneur, uh, that's very important that you touch uh, on that because it's not all about woohoo, being happy all the time. We need to honor... Uh, the good and the bad of being an entrepreneur because if 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 it would be easy everybody would do it everybody would succeed at it and i uh through a lot of trial and error and experimentation on myself and my clients i have <laughs> i can tell you after 20 years doing this that i believe that the soonest we learn how to deal with conflict and the things that we don't like doing Mm. the faster we are going to go through the hurdles because as an entrepreneur I can tell you right now and I hope I can say something different in soon (laughs) but after 20 years there's always a challenge 
Absolutely. makes you step up even further. And maybe that is part of the process, but not every single day is going to be a happy go merry. <laughs> I wish it was, but it is not. And, and this is why I love talking to you so much, Carla, and I have learned so much from you. And it's honoring uh, your energy and knowing where you are. And energy, there's negative and there's positive. So that part of learning to release what is holding us back. And for me, uh, I'm going to give an example. I feel angry. Hmm. I, 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 I feel nuts in my stomach. I have uh, learned to discover when I am feeling that stress and I, uh, I, like I feel warm on my neck. Hmm. I get red when I had to deal with any type of conflict. Mm-hmm. But as, as an entrepreneur, things happen. Yeah. Thing, uh, things happen and, and I believe it's a nature of the beast. And this is why we need to build our confidence, our courage. We need to set boundaries and protect our sacred ground uh, to be able to expand uh, that inner game. I agree. Absolutely. One other thing I want to add is just that, yes, there are bad days. And when every day feels hard and every day feels bad, there's something that needs to change that I will say for sure. Um, when I started, when I first started my business and even like, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, just watching my father, um, when it should not always feel like a grind. It should not always feel like a grind. Grinding is really not the, like working harder does not give you more results. It's working smarter. And I know that's so cliche, but working smarter means aligning your energy with what you're doing and actually following through, even when it's hard, even when you're feeling like you need to face something because it makes you angry or because it bothers you, right? So Yeah. So I would say for sure, if it's feeling like a struggle every day, there's something that you need to be aware of that you need to release, that you need to change, that you need to shift. And I will also mention that I have a free resource to do everything that we've been talking about. Um, It's a journal. So it's super easy. It's actually a journal for, for, for busy people. So it takes like maybe five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening. So I can give you the link and we can put it at the end of the episode. Yes, I love it. And I can't wait to have that. You're going to have that in the show notes. I'm going to pause now because my dog is going crazy. I don't know what's happening to him. I'm going to pause. I'm going oh, to I back. can't even I'm hear s- him. I'm so sorry. No worries. Okay. okay, so that is a magnificent uh, insight into... Uh, landing the plane <laughs> into all these uh, cliche words that we have been mentioning and, and making it actionable and, and how do we integrate the feminine energy of allowing ourselves to be our true self and then the masculine energy of going, 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 doing, 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 and that balancing act which is not a small (laughs) feat and when you see your clients like they are doing all these things that they are supposed to be doing but they are not getting results or they're doing 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 does not cut it what Mm -hmm. is the first thing that you tell them 
to assess or to look into? First, we look at what their goal is. And then we look at everything that they're doing. And I mean, everything. Earlier, you talked about uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. And I, when I start with a lot of clients, not only are they doing everything as far as like posting on Instagram and Facebook and blah, 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 like all these, and I'm going to do a YouTube channel and I want to start a podcast and like wanting to do everything, but they also have purchased like 500 courses that they want to do alongside getting a one-on-one coach. So we kind of look at everything big picture. Okay. What's the goal that the goal is on the top is the goal tangible, realistic, and time bound. So we really want to make it an outcome, right? What are you going to see here and feel when you get the goal? Because getting more followers or getting more clients is just like saying, I want to lose more weight, but then how much weight do you want to lose? When do you know you've met the goal? So really getting tangible on the goal and then actually honing in on what are the right places to show up in and what excites them. So where are your client, are your ideal clients hanging out and where do you feel the most fired up about showing up? Do you love to write? Do you love to do talking? Do you like to do video? Do you like to entertain? You know, so then figuring out what their right strategy is based on what their true skills and like magic is, and then creating a realistic marketing plan that is consistent and consistent doesn't always mean constant because I feel like that's something that people also confuse. Like I need to be consistent. I need to do this every single day. And that doesn't, that's not like that. It's like, you know, this is another thing that happens a lot. I'll be like, okay, how, how often realistically do you think you can post online five times a week? And then I'm like, okay, are you sure? Because we want to really stick to it. Whatever you choose, we're going to stick to it. And then typically I convince them to go down to like two or three. And even that then like a weekend feels like a struggle because you want obviously your content to be really, really potent and intentional and not just like, you know, I got to do five posts. So I'm just going to post them. So really figuring out what feels aligned with them energetically And then also what their bandwidth is. So how much time do they have? So typically uh, a lot of the clients that I work with may have a a, uh, full-time job. So I say, okay, how many hours do you have realistically to work on your business? And then we, that's where we start moving the pieces and these pieces will shift because then as they start getting clients, then we need to either outsource some stuff or maybe increase the hours. And that's kind of how we, we work through. So that's more on the strategic end. I obviously then, you know, through this conversation, limiting beliefs come up and mental blocks and how they might feel stuck and how they don't feel like a good writer or like a good whatever, you know? And so then we work through those things in during the calls. Does that make, does that answer your question? Absolutely. It is uh, something that uh, we have discussed here in other episodes and it's this part of finding your own consistency and you nailed mm-hmm. that saying, yeah, consistency is and, and constant are two different things. Mm-hmm. So it's what worked for us. I have been testing uh, this uh, for the, I think January and the beginning of February, uh, the frequency of posts. So if you've been following, I am not posting that frequent on the uh, uh, insights, my reach mm-hmm. have grown. And, oh. the inc- and the and it has been an increase 
on the uh, opt-ins to different resources that, uh, that I have. And uh, it's because of the quality of the mm -hmm. content. And again, I have, I, uh, based on a different stage that I am in my life right now, I need to honor that what worked before is not going to work now. Mm -hmm. And then stepping in as your higher self and say, and putting the ego in the backseat <laughs> and say, because I am not doing this, it doesn't mean that I'm quitting. It doesn't right. make me a loser. And, and I believe that that part of being in that place, it's also a result of mastering in a way the inner game. What do you think? 100%. You said that. And I swear my heart kind of skipped a beat because that is me. So there's actually like some people are better at starting things. Some people are better at stopping things and some people are better at ending things. And I'm a horrible ender. So for example, uh, I'll give you a very tangible example. Cause yes, I am like, I feel so aligned to what you just said like not, I remember back when I was still working full-time and growing my audience, I would be like, oh my God, I need to post today. And then I would just like really quickly write a post. Like my heart was like in my throat because it was going to be the, the like 2 PM mark of like my like biggest engagement block, like all these like preconceived notions of what needs to happen. And of course my post would most likely flunked because I was doing it rushed and from the wrong energy. But if I didn't post, I would feel worse than if I did. And it didn't perform right. Because then I was like, I'm controlling things. Like I am just doing the thing. So actually when I got pregnant, I, you know, I had my clients became my priority. I was like, okay, my first trimester, like I was like tired, had nausea, couldn't eat a lot of things. And so I was like, okay, well, let me just like shrink everything I'm doing. And mind you, luckily I was already working full-time in my business. I was like, okay, my clients are my priority. And then what else do I have a bandwidth for? And I remember I didn't post for like a month and I did post like, you know, baby downloading, like, or something like that, like, you know, busy, but my podcast had been quote unquote abandoned since November, which I got pregnant in October. And I would, I felt, I felt what you're saying. Like, I was like, what a failure. I worked so hard to build it up for a year. I love it so much, like so much pride behind it. I was like, this sucks. And then my coach at the time was like, you know what? First of all, you're a coach before you're a podcaster. And second of all, if you grind through and put your podcast out there, then goes back to everything we've talked about. The energy is not going to be right. I might be sacrificing my health, but it was just so hard for me to say like, okay, I need to put a pause to this or an, sometimes it's an end, but like saying like, okay, I can't be consistent with this right now. So I totally feel you. I, cause going into the failure mode is something that I still have to master in my inner game. And it's a big obstacle for so many people. And that's where having that awareness is huge. And something that I haven't talked about yet is having objective awareness and that this is what's helped me expand in like so many ways. And what I teach my clients do objective awareness means to have an objective view of the things, the results that you're getting and the things that you're doing, meaning if you fail, 
that when you fail, what can you learn from it, right? If you stop doing something, is there a bigger purpose? Like the bigger purpose in that moment was that I had clients in the books that needed my time. They invested in me and I'm invested in them 100%. And then now I'm growing a human, right? And then objective awareness, when you do succeed means, okay, celebrate. Yes, I am all about celebrating. Now, what did you do about this that made it succeed? Because now I want you to do it again, expanded, right? Can you pump your energy deeper into what you did to succeed in this one thing to do it even better next time? So having that objectivity can be really, really effective instead of like, for example, there's the famous, like the one time, like the one hit wonder author that writes a book and then like never has a good book because they were just like, you know, this is the one success I have. They didn't have objectivity over their success and they didn't keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And then when you uh, talk about deciding, because um, I'm very type A personality, you know, that I'm like doer and, and it, uh, one of the things that I have to really dive into, I, and I haven't even learned it, I think that I, this is a work in progress, definitely, it's uh, be more flexible with mm-hmm. myself, giving myself grace and in, in, in diving into my intuitive side. Mm-hmm. So uh, how do you see a balance between I have to be consistent in my business, there are things to be done, particularly as you grow and you have a team, you have to show up, like it or not. <laughs> uh, how do you decide what are the things that need to be done intuitively to connect with your goals and your being objective in a way? Mm, I love that question. It's very hard to explain, to be honest, but what I, what I've been learning, um, especially now being pregnant, it's part of obviously connecting to your intuition is huge. And we can talk about ways to connect deeper into your intuition and a big part of, Actually, the, the, the simple answer is you have to slow down to speed up. That is the best way that I can describe it. So what is slowing down to speed up means? That means literally like take a day. This could be a weekend or one of your work days where you look at everything big picture. So the way that I was explaining, like my one of my first calls with my clients where it's like, what's your goal and what are you doing? That's what you need to look at. And then really aligning to like, what is your goal? Like, what is your true goal? Has it changed? Has it shifted? And then what can we do that feels good that we can be consistent at? So when, when I got pregnant, this was a long process of slowing down to speed up because then I was like, well, my goal stays the same and I'm, I can't trade time for money when this baby's born because I want to take maternity leave. So that was a new goal. So now we have to integrate those two goals. So then how, so then it, it just takes being creative and a big piece here, not only is trusting yourself and that it's always trial and error, obviously like some things could work and some things might not work, but also um, actually two things, knowing that you're always supported, trusting that you're always supported by a bigger energy, by a bigger power. So whether you believe in God, whatever you believe in, 
call it spirit universe, like really knowing that everything that you're doing is fully supported because there's so many things out of your control that you can't control. And if you're anything like me, I used to have life, but like I used to grip on life. Like I controlled everything. And if things didn't go my way, I would have a full on panic attack, which is awful. That's like the biggest energy leak, right? And so unhealthy for your body. And so really releasing the things that are outside of you, you can only control your actions and how you react to things. Everything else is outside of your control. So releasing that. And then the other piece is getting help, which is goes along with also being supported. It came, what came to my mind was releasing expectations has been huge for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, releasing the expectations because when you said, yes, we have to let go everything out of what we can actually control, which is our actions and how we react. Mm-hmm. And many times I saw myself acting and reacting because I had a very unrealistic expectation in my head mm-hmm. or, or not even a, a very dreamy. And, and, and it's not that those things are going to not happen in the future, but I cannot force them to happen right now. Absolutely. Actually, and that's that reminded me that the other thing, which basically is somewhat what you were saying, is to stay flexible, Right when you like, it's good to have expectations for yourself. And when you're running a business, you're selling something, you can't control what customers do or how the audience reacts to what you're doing. So maintaining flexibility over your expectations and knowing that, and this is super cliche also, but that your success is inevitable and that that higher power that you're feeling supported by has a bigger plan. Right. So like if you didn't get all the signups that you wanted or I don't know if, if it's in the house, like your kids aren't reacting the way you want, like things are going to happen around the corner better than you expected them. And having that objectivity of, OK, how do I need to shift like staying flexible yourself is going to help you adapt because being adaptable is a huge piece of this. And I think. Also maintaining your center when, when you have that approach of like, everything is going, like everything is happening in perfect timing for me, then you're not let down. Right. But then you, you have to continue to do the work. Like you have to continue to, you can control your actions. So take action and stay flexible. It reminds me of something I read and it has stuck with me. I don't know uh, who said it first, that log is when preparation meets opportunity. So we have to keep growing and doing our thing and putting our best foot forward, growing our confidence and our courage so that when that opportunity comes, we are ready to step into our purpose. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm. And you have given us so much. <laughs> and it's like, we can, I, I wrote two pages of catchphrases from Carla Marconi. <laughs> we can do like so many memes <laughs> around this topic, but- uh, You're such a good listener. This is about our amazing guest and making sure that you, the listener, are getting actionable tangible things when you are done listening to us you can go and start harnessing and strengthening your inner game 
start working on your intuition because that's what is going to allow you to be adaptable and flexible to move through emotions that life throws at us. And uh, Carla has amazing resources. You can follow her for sure on Instagram. I love her reels. <laughs> and uh, stay tuned to what she's doing. All the links are below. But before we leave... Okay, I just want to add two things. And actually, one was the one that I forgot to everyone listening that I think is huge. One, understand that you're unique. So you just heard a bunch of tips and concepts and ideas that are actually pretty general and apply to to most, if not everyone, but have self-compassion like we talked about and try things out, try them for enough time that you know that they won't work and then shift, understand that you're a work in progress and that you're completely unique and that gives you your magic. And then the, the last piece, which is what I forgot before is that any problem, any wall, any challenge, any stuckness, stagnation that you run into, approach it with the perspective of we live in a world of infinite possibilities. When we approach problems from that lens of it's okay, I can solve this. There is going to be a solution. That mindset will get you the solution. When you're like, oh, I'm stuck. I can't write. I can't do this. Da, 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 then you're only going to get what you focus on. You get what you focus on. So focus on what you want, right? If you want solutions, focus on the infinite possibilities for solutions. Okay. So let's know Carla for real. So rapid fire to close it up today. So coffee or tea? Coffee. Peanut butter or jelly? Oh, peanut butter. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Apple or oranges? Apples. Apples. Are you an early bird or night owl? Early bird. Oh my God. Good for you. What <laughs> will you do with $1 million right now today? <sighs> invested to make more money invest invested in what invested in real estate uh in commercial real estate to make more money so Ooh, that that's i can a good one yeah yeah okay so what's one thing that you cannot live without my husband oh but he's not a thing oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> I can't live without water. I'm obsessed with water. I guess uh, that. Yes, water is so good. Which TV show would you like to be featured on, if any? Can it be just like any show? Any show. Well, my favorite show of all time was Friends. And so if I could just be part of their clan and just like be a guest, I would have so much fun. So Friends. I love Friends. And this one is because I'm such a nerd. Your favorite book now I know you have read like a bazillion books but your favorite book right now <laughs> the big leap that's always my go-to the big leap yeah it's a great book great book mm -hmm. Carla thank you so much for being here my soul honors your soul I love that namaste as we are heading to the 100th episode of this podcast, I want to thank you for being here. When I started this podcast, I had no idea where it would take me. And I am just grateful and looking forward to the next 100th episode. 
Thank you for tuning in, Rockstar. If you enjoyed today's show, subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. Also, head over to lifebusspodcast.com to get access to some free resources to help you with today's experiment. Do you want to be a guest? Email me to the lifebusspodcast at gmail.com to learn how.